0: Welcome to the Recruitment Leadership Podcast hosted by Alison Humphreys. The Recruitment Leadership Podcast is here to help those in the recruitment industry gain awareness and understanding on the hot topics faced by those in the business of hiring people. In each episode, Alison Humphreys is joined by a fellow expert to offer professional knowledge, insight, and advice on the biggest subjects affecting recruitment businesses. It's the podcast to listen to for recruitment business frontrunners seeking expert information from industry-leading advisors. Welcome to the Recruitment Leadership Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Recruitment Leadership Podcast. I'm Alison Humphreys. Thank you for joining us again. Um, I'm delighted to be joined today by Gabby Preston-Fipers. Welcome, Gabby. Good to see you. Thank (laughs) you. Um, And Gabby is the co-founder of uh, a business that goes by the brilliant name of Tooled Up Raccoons. Um, (laughs) Great great piece of branding. Absolutely love it. Um, And clues in the name, what Gabby's business is designed to do is to really take the lid off your capabilities for searching and superpower your people to find more diverse candidates, to find them in new markets where you may not have an obvious in, um, and enables something like 220 times more candidates in some previous experiments. So Gabby, welcome, um, and thank you for joining us. Uh, Listeners, please do listen all the way to the end. There's gonna be some simple demonstrations of what the system can do, and Gabby is very kindly given a referral code to listeners to this podcast which we will release at the end that will give you a really excellent value um, sign up rate. So Gabby let's start with a brief introduction, you actually started your career in not in recruitment but in JP Morgan. No, (laughs) No nowhere near recruitment. (laughs) So
2: could you just explain me briefly how you came to be doing what you're doing? Of course. So when I was back in that era where it was very much, you went to university, you did all the studying elements. And when I finished university, the career to go into at the time was banking. So off I potted into JP Morgan and I was very much that individual. They're like, you're not quite smart enough to be in front office, which to me, as you probably well know by now, Alison, is you never say that to Gabby. I'm like watch me so I actually managed to get on board in the back office and worked my way all the way through to front office over kind of an eight-year period with JP Morgan but my specialization was really in operational processing so I was helping look after our clients some of our biggest clients in Europe and making sure they had the best operational process and for me it kind of stemmed my love of efficiency and everything ops so that kind of was the beginning point for me And then I spent some time in a startup. It was a Canadian-based startup, but actually I was their first UK sales rep. So it was very much kind of establishing a process, procedures, how they do things and selling, which I absolutely fell in love with. Because I was like, if I can make someone's world better, and I love making friends, that message of don't talk to strangers was definitely lost on me as a child and hasn't left me. (laughs) And then... As I came to, as I came to return back to work after my daughter, there was various conversations that took place, but it transpired that it just wasn't the right place for me to be at that point. And I, my husband for years and years and years had been nagging me to join his recruitment business that he owned, and he actually specialized in mobile robotics. So he's a very technical recruiter and I agreed to join the business. And I said, look, I'm not going to join at this point to actually do the hunting, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to come in and have a look at how your business runs, how it functions, what's going on, where are the, the strains on the business, where are the inefficiencies and how can we address them? And in doing that, it kind of became very, very apparent that there was various strains in the recruitment and sourcing piece particularly. And I sat there and looked at the offerings on the market and went, I don't like any of it. It's overcomplicated, it's very expensive, and it doesn't solve the underlying problem. So I looked at Mitch and went, do you know what we should do today? We should start a tech company. And off we trundled and there came into birth Tilled Up Raccoons. Okay, lovely. So um,
1: just tell us, what were those challenges that you identified, the, the things that weren't working that tooled Up Raccoons now addresses?
2: So... It's this problem. So we onboard a lot of technologies, like recruiters have technology coming out of their ears, right? And we've gone through this massive explosion of candidates being present online. And it's just got greater and greater and greater. Like if we look at the numbers today, you've got things like LinkedIn recruiter that have 9 million, like 900 million people on there. CV library, well, um, CV library indeed has 16.6 million CVs on it in the UK alone. The total jobs has 23 million. There are candidates absolutely everywhere. But the problem is, is a lot of recruiters were still very much stuck on the filters. They sit on filters. And I mean, I know how hard it was to do tagging in a CRM to get people to match up so you could go and find them. Mm -hmm. But could you imagine trying to shove 200 million people into a filter It's not going to work. It's not pretty. It's not easy to navigate. And I was finding that because of a lot of the uniquenesses in candidates now, like the profiles they create, they don't fit into these filters. Everyone's called something slightly different depending on the company, the title, the seniority. And filters weren't allowing you to find that candidate pool. They weren't allowing you to dig into that candidate pool. And the only way to do it was to use Boolean, where... Boolean is absolutely fantastic, although a lot of people are still very scared of how to use it because they've been told to be scared of it, and they shouldn't be, and I can demystify a lot of that in a moment. But even with the use of Boolean, there are inefficiencies in it. In terms of recruiters today will build one string in one platform, and then they'll turn around and build it in another, and then they'll build this brilliant string and they'll never use it again there are still those inefficiencies. And with that meant they were just getting bogged down in hours and hours of sourcing and they weren't getting there any quicker in a way that could be repeated. And that's where we were like, this just isn't on. This needs to be addressed because Boolean is the answer for sourcing across any platform, but we just need to iron out those creases around the edges to really make these teams kind of powerhouses and get them the sourcing done so then they can move on with doing, let's be honest, the bit that most of them really enjoy the kind of engaging the talking element of it but this bit needs to be done nice and clean and that's oh, have addressed. You. so um
1: in summary then the the real purpose behind it was about business efficiency mm-hmm. um, and you know it's a it's a topic that we speak a lot of, about on the recruitment leadership podcast um, in all sorts of guises but what you're saying is finding ways that work better and could be used to make the the whole business function more, more um, neatly. Yes. Interestingly, one of the stats that I've highlighted on an earlier episode is that on average, in permanent recruitment, it's now taking people an extra month to fill a job um, compared to pre-pandemic. And we've highlighted previously that that extra month is not a month just of, of delay, that's a month having to, you know, losing candidates, get them becoming disengaged, having to go back and find them again, very often having to, to completely restart your whole process. Um, so efficiency is a, a kind of a, a theme that's very close to our listeners' hearts. You also mentioned a point about recruiters being reliant on filters. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what you're saying is that whereas we might have filtered by job title before on linkedin people's profiles profiles now people do not always use their job title as their main well
2: um, what they will do is they'll use a, a job title they will have some form of a job title but we have moved into this generation of people wanting to be different not necessarily driven by the individual but very often driven by the companies themselves wanting to call them their staff different things. Like we've got a chief happiness officer, for example. Well, we mm-hmm. don't. That's a now a new role that exists. And you see people refer to themselves in different ways. And again, with this wave of kind of standing out and representing yourself on platforms, when you used to submit a profile, it'd be like, what's your job title pick from these dropdowns? What now happens on these profiles is it's like, what's your job title? And you go and you free format, however you wish to describe yourself, whatever the job title is of your company and how they describe you. But what that means is that level of uniqueness at a candidate level means that those filters no longer fit around these individuals. So you will have people who fall outside of that. And I think because of that, actually drives a lot of the one month reference that you've made because where people are falling outside, those perfect candidates that fall outside the filters, they're not being found and they may be your perfect fit. So recruiters are going, well, this is the best I've got. And that's what you don't ever want to be saying as a recruiter, this is this is what I've got. But you don't actually feel with any conviction, you've had the right audience, you've got the true talent pool in front of you. But because they don't fit in these filters anymore, you have to step away from them. And I'm not in any way against a filter, do not get me wrong, but I'm very much focused on the element of a platform allows you to use Boolean and capture these candidate uniquenesses in a greater way, leverage it, and then sprinkle a bit of filter on the top, but not the other way around, never the other way around. Okay. Now, Gabby, obviously
1: you're not the first person to have spotted this issue about efficiency in searching. Um, And there are already very well-known tools that generate Boolean search strings for your people. So what what exactly are their weaknesses
2: and what are the business consequences of those? Okay, so the problem I have with automated Boolean builders is very, very simple. If you don't create the string yourself, if the results don't yield what you expect, you don't know what to do about it because you didn't create it. You didn't understand it. It also embeds this reliance and over-reliance. Like I have seen, and you can imagine the things I've tested. I have seen suggested Boolean strings that have been provided to me and they've got words in there that are completely irrelevant. They're vague. They're not related to the job title or anything I'm searching. So in fact, if you've got someone who is trying to skip through and go, right, well, I don't need to understand it. It's just gonna do it for me you're going to end up with a recruiter who isn't necessarily reviewing the output to assess its relevance. They're not going to know how to manipulate it. If the results aren't as expected. And it also just ripples through because if the results aren't what they expect, they're just going to go, well, that was the boolean string. I'm done. Right. I need a new platform. I the candidate doesn't exist. It's a unicorn, right? Mm. Like do unicorns really exist with 900 people, 900 million on LinkedIn and 23 million CVs, right? On total jobs. Are there really unicorns or are we just not digging deep enough? The other disadvantage from a business perspective is if you think about it this way if you and your competitor both bought this technology that built a Boolean string for you, where's the competitive advantage? Both running exactly the same search for exactly the same person and exactly the same time. And I bet I can guess the next piece of technology you're buying, that's going to be the bespoke messaging automated builder because you're like, nobody's talking to me. And it's like, well, If you're not one of the first, well, top three, four, a push to hit a candidate, they're not talking to you. But if your searches are identical to everyone else, you've increased your cost base, your competitive advantage has got nowhere further forward, and you're still only scraping the surface because a lot of those automated builders are just filters in fancy dress. They've grabbed Mm -hmm. the filters and gone, they've not captured any of that uniqueness. So at best, you can use it as a starting point, but then even then, it's just an over-reliance. If you can understand your string and how to build it, and you build something that's repeatable and usable again and again and again, but you keep evolving it, you'll get absolute kick-ass out there when it comes to hunting. And that's that's something you can't achieve through an automated builder. And in the case of, of your business, hmm. um. Are you able to point
1: to specific examples where people have had measurably different results from using?
2: Oh yeah, oh my gosh. So like two weeks ago, we launched, we're the only company in the world now that offers offers Boolean string translation, okay? And we actually, we're running an example with a client. There's an existing client and we just launched the feature and we're like, come on, give me some of your stuff. And they were hunting, they were supporting a client out in Germany. They'd written a string in English, as we all do. Pumped it through the platform and went, right, this is how many candidates we've got. I was like, okay, cool. We're happy. I said, now let's translate it. So we translated it, pushed it back through kind of the platforms they were searching in, and they actually found 1256% more candidates because they translated their tech. We had a client, I had a client the other day, like those were massive numbers, but we had someone who came who rang me and was like, Gabs, I need to have a one-to-one with you. I'm really stuck. I can't find anyone that fits this criteria and he showed me the string and he he couldn't get any results and I was like I can see why we added in a few layers of variations and kind of those candidate uniquenesses and we went from no results to 35 and then I was like well why don't we add this in on top and we went up I think we ended up at 256 results and that was 256 people that were truly relevant for what they were looking for but all that happened is they'd got themselves stuck back in the buzzword bingo variety and just gone I'm stuck so these are meaningful results we've even got clients who've tripled their income like tripled their revenue because they've actually stopped and become more efficient at how they hunt and got quicker to find the candidates because if you think about it find the best candidates first the rest of the process is is seamless it just runs through because they're like that's what I want thank you very much okay so now I I know that
1: listeners ears will be pricking up now because particularly for businesses who are trying to expand internationally yeah. um, you've just highlighted that sometimes doing your searches in English is just not going to hack it because people's original profiles right is not yeah. are not necessarily in, in English does this also relate to the whole
2: diversity and inclusivity agenda absolutely it really does especially when you're talking about international candidates if you think about it today I mean go back to my example right when we used to run a, a recruitment agency We used to hunt the candidates in Germany and I'd hunt in English. I am actually proactively excluding German speakers. So in terms of your inclusivity and like I had a client the other day in Canada, they speak French and English, and he never thought of running his search in French. I was like, you are proactively excluding these individuals. And then if we actually then go one step further, with a lot of languages, they have the masculine, the feminine, and the neutral of a word. So actually, if a lot of the translation platforms, so like if you go into a platform like Google, for example, today and hit translate, and you put a word in, it will predominantly only translate the masculine. will not give you the feminine. So if you're using platforms like that, all you're actually going to see is men. But if you can use what we've designed, you're going to have the masculine, the feminine and the neutral, which is your inclusivity of genders and international candidates all hit in one.
1: Right. Okay. So I can hear that a lot of thought (laughs) has gone into this. This I think that listeners, viewers even, would like to see what you're talking about in action and, and imagine themselves using this. So can I get you to share your screen with this now, Gabby?
2: This is the back end of Tool Raccoons. It's actually split into two elements. So we've got the back end element, which is very much where I personally go, right, if you get a brand new job description in, um, this is where you go to start building your string, your library, et cetera. And then we do have a Chrome extension, which is the element of the search where you can go, right, I can now take my search anywhere I want to on the internet. Okay, so there's two bits, but for the translation element we're talking about, I'm going to show you this bit. So I'm just going to hit into keyword strings here. And this is my library of Boolean strings. And I can actually see my team strings as well. If I really wanted to annoy them. I can see all of Mitch's strings. And according to the team, I now have Buzz Lightyear in my team. Can you tell the team have been doing some testing? But if I hit into my strings, I'm just going to pick a random string I've built, right? I've got B2B strategy here. So again, what's interesting about this library is building it, enriching it, and being able to just use it again and again and again, whether the role appears today, tomorrow, next week, next year. Mm-hmm. But within the technology stack, when you create a folder or a new string, you come into here, we've got built in error detection, right? One of your biggest fears about using Boolean is always that, what if I get it wrong? But mm-hmm. what I can do in here is I can just automatically, it's telling me where I'm making mistakes. It's allowing me to be like, right, this is what I need to do. It's capitalizing my operators. It's got some really clever. Functionality where you don't have to fear writing a Boolean string. You can just lean into it. And again, like some of you are probably looking at this string now going, wow, that's quite long. But what you've got is a thing called advanced view. So if I hit this little eye at the top, my string is now broken down into little segments, which makes it a lot more palatable to be able to identify the little elements within it that you're looking for. Right? right? It's just visually more easy to understand. So for example, the B2B element. This was actually with a client I was working with the other day who was looking for someone in B2B strategy and they were like oh it's just B2B and actually where we're talking about the candidate uniqueness these are the different variations we found on one hunt that we quickly use the chrome extension to enrich Mm -hmm. but if we was going to take something like that and go right I'm going to go and hunt in Germany what we do with raccoons is hit the little world what then appears is this pop-up. You can then pick the source language, okay? So you've got to remember, this is the really important bit of this as well. I obviously write a Boolean string in English. I am English, that is my native language. However, not every person in your team's native language will be English. So what they can do is they can pick what language they've written their original Boolean string in, they can select it. I'm going to pick English because otherwise it's going to go pear-shaped. And then you can pick up to 10 languages at a time to translate your strings into. So all you do is hit that hit translate the string is now up today it's got the English and the French um, and the German in this instance and in a couple of weeks time we're actually going to release the ability to separate the different languages so if you just want to run your French string you can just run your French string blah 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 so what you do is then hit copy and then you would simply wander onto whatever platform you were hunting on and place it in Really simple, really effective, and it just blows wide open those talent pools. So, if we looked at things like LinkedIn Recruiter, for example, you would take your Boolean string by using the Chrome extension. You'd literally come into here, hit Chrome Mm -hmm. extension at the top. Here's your full library, the one we just saw in the back end. This is now where you go executing hunts. You'd come into here, you could press copy. And you just pop it into job titles, company strings, or keyword strings, because that's where they accept Boolean. And you would mm. hit run. I'm not gonna hit run on any of the searches because obviously open to work is a privilege I have as I have yes. a and I don't want to embarrass anyone or disclose information I shouldn't. But these are the fields you're in. But what's interesting is when you do run a search, if I just take you back to LinkedIn Basic, because there's nothing hidden there there's nothing there that's embarrassing for anyone. And I'll use my profile as an example. If, when your recruiters are doing a search, what often happens is they become very overwhelmed with information, right? Every day they are literally washed with data, whether it's about companies or candidates, or well, the one thing that you will all have in common is I bet you, I could bet you a million pounds right now, I'll be bankrupt by the end of this dance if it, if it falls flat on my face, but they're not leveraging the data to enrich their searches. And what I mean by that is this, is if I was looking specifically for a dyslexic business owner, for example, right, just taking a group of words, it doesn't matter what it is. And I wanted to add those to my Boolean string because they're not a combination I'd considered. What would happen today is your recruiters would probably go, yeah, okay, cool. I'll remember that for next time. And you and I both know they'll either email each other or what they'll do is they will write a note to themselves and they'll never, ever look at it again. So if I actually log, yeah, we've all done it, so you laugh because we've all absolutely done it. So if I log into the Chrome extension, what I can do with our technology is any variation, anywhere on the internet, I could be on Google, I can be on the job board, I can be in my CRM, my ATS, absolutely anywhere. I can highlight a word or multiple words, right click it and automatically add it to my Boolean string. So here are the words. I can then pick where I want to put it. I'm gonna put it in here. And then what I'm going to do is hit add. Those words have now been captured in my boolean string. I hit copy. I run my search. But the most important thing is, is that piece of information has now been captured forever. If I have to go and run a B2B strategy role again tomorrow, next week, next year, those uniquenesses have been captured. And I can, like I said, I can do that anywhere on the Internet, which takes you from very kind of high level hunting somewhere up here for really truly digging into the depths of the platform to capture what I call the true talent pool that all of you be, should be looking for when it comes to searching for a candidate so it's got a few different elements running around in here that really bring that efficiency and the quality to your hunt does that help I am particularly loving
1: your uh, error corrector or you know oh. self-correcting um, facility it's there I think genius. that's brilliant
2: it's just simple things. And this is the thing I think with most things in sourcing is you don't have to look for very, very overcomplicated technology. It has to address a challenge. And for us, the error detection was a lot of people fear. Like they're scared of Boolean, they're scared they won't get it formatted correctly. And if a search doesn't work, they go, Oh, it just didn't work and I don't know what to do. Where with this, it's like, well, actually, as soon as you're finished in raccoons, when you hit copy you know uh, for 100% certainty that if it doesn't bring up any results that the search itself the formatting it was clean and therefore now it's about actually i just need to alter my search slightly and that's a really really critical piece to just know in your head to be like right the formatting is right because i definitely have done it in the past where i wrote a boolean string pre tooled up with quotes and i'd missed a quotation and I could not see it for love nor money. And Mitch, my husband and co-founder of the business, wandered over and went, oh, you're missing the quotation. And I went, mm. yeah. like, how <laughs> I can't see it. But it's that's the every single element of what we've developed today and the kind of what we've got 17 features that we are pipelining and starting to build out are all very targeted, very focused and very precise about the challenge we're addressing without overcomplicating life. And that's what we're centered around. Yeah. Now
1: Gabby, I can see that people watching your um, your demo there will there will be many many business owners looking at it and thinking well my people just aren't good enough at Boolean to use yeah. this. So how have you got over that um, that obstacle?
2: So the way we have overcome the my team don't know, don't understand or have some knowledge gaps is actually we've built an online training program. So every single client who comes on with at Raccoons at the very, very beginning, everyone gets access to this online training program. And it's loads of like mini virtual videos, but they're three minute, three to four minutes videos. All have got subtitles in, which is really handy. It's an error I made when we first developed it, actually. I missed the subtitles and I had a client be like, can you add some? I was like, inclusivity at its best. You learn as you go, right? But the training p- program takes you all the way from the basics of Boolean, all the way to advanced Boolean. And when I talk about advanced Boolean, I'm not talking about 60,000 brackets and like being a mathematician by the end of the week. What we're talking about is actually getting recruiters to stop thinking like hiring managers. Because if you think of the conversations you have trained recruiters to have today, it's very much like hiring manager, what are you looking for? What are the words? What are the titles? What are blah, 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 blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Great starting point for a Boolean string. But as we mentioned earlier these candidate uniquenesses need to be captured so we actually teach them eight different variations that they should be considering every time they build a boolean string so for example we've touched on the language element Mm -hmm. a moment ago with translation but one of the other ones is english um english spellings and american spellings Mm -hmm. pretty simple z's and s's right for example like lots of people be like well it doesn't matter if you're english you're going to write with an s i am very proudly dyslexic right And the way I spell words can be very heavily driven by the platform I'm writing them on. So if I go into word, mine annoyingly always seems to default to American English. Mm -hmm. So when I'm writing a word, it'll be like, there's a mistake. I'll click, yeah, okay, whatever. And it's got a Z in it all of a sudden and not an S. So it's teaching them to consider things like that. The other one I love talking about is the triple P's past, present, and plurals. So Mm -hmm. if you were looking for someone, for example, that maintained a platform, think about it for 10 seconds. When they submitted their CV or created their online profile, they could have been, it could have been five years ago for all you know. So they could have been maintaining a platform or they could have been writing in the past tense. They maintained a platform. Mm -hmm. All these variations are things that we teach recruiters to think about Because it is within those elements of where you start to uncover these incredible candidates that just don't live inside the hiring manager buzzwords as much as many influencers on LinkedIn are trying to get them to. They just don't, they have their nuances. And that that training program just acknowledges them up. And this is the really powerful bit and the bit that always frustrates me sometimes with technology is there is a heavy focus on either giving you technology or giving you training right it doesn't seem to be there's a world where they both come together which is where we wrapped our arms around and went no 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 we're going to give you the knowledge through the training we're going to give you the technology to be able to implement what you've learned and then right at the end of it we actually give our clients full access to Mitch and I who as you can probably tell Boolean is a smart, a small love affair that we both have kind of like the third person in our relationship um <laughs> But they get full access. So if they are doing a search and they're struggling and they're like, Gabs, I've got this job and I've got this string and I'm not seeing what I want and I don't know what to do, they can have a call with us and we will show them how to manipulate that string. So it's the knowledge, the tech and the ongoing support to just give them that confidence to keep pushing boundaries, to keep trying new things and just encourage them to think again rather than just becoming so heavily reliant on something that will do it for them. And it's obviously not working because the lag. Okay, I love
1: that. So this is a genuinely a, a, an education in right. Boolean as well as a great tech support for it. Absolutely. Okay, I love that. Now, some some of our viewers will be looking, thinking, yeah, this looks really interesting. And do keep listening to the end, please, people, because we have a referral code for listeners. But on a practical level, one of the issues that sometimes is the nail in the coffin of new tech in recruitment is poor integration and um poor implementation yeah. and very often uh, business owners spend invest quite a lot of money and find it doesn't make a difference to their business so can we just talk about that for a moment because i think i'm right in saying that told up raccoons you don't integrate with any other platform so can we just go there can you we can,
0: we, can,
2: we can run into that one i love that chat so We have very purposefully, and I think this comes from our experience of running an agency. We purposefully do not integrate with any platform you have. But thanks to the Chrome extension, I can go anywhere you go. And the reason we've done it is very, very simple. Not only when you're trying to integrate with lots of platforms, it ends up pushing your cost up. Your cost of business goes sky high as you're doing the onboarding and you're kind of sitting there going, I picked a piece of technology 60 years ago and we're still waiting to implement it. Or you have the flip side where you suddenly go, do you know what? The platform we're integrated with, I don't want to use it anymore because my candidates don't live there. Oh, now I have to disconnect and then I have to go and ask my provider whether they're best friends with this new technology stack. For me and Mitch, we both were like, no, you you as a business need to have the power to go. This morning, my candidates have walked over that way and you go wandering off to follow them without having to beg, borrow and steal off me. So it's very much, and that's why the Chrome extension exists and functions so incredibly well because your recruiters can go where they need to go, when they need to go. And it's also lovely because a lot of integrations that happen, especially when it applies to Boolean, as soon as an integration is in place, it cuts down your character limit. And Mm -hmm. a lot of companies don't realize this. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, just will look into all these job platforms for me and i'm like yeah and your boolean string is now only really allowed to be 50 percent of what it was because that's the compromise you have to go into and nobody tells you this stuff but it has a really really detrimental effect on your search if you're integrated and you you lose your character limitations to such a significant effect because your search has to be like this rather than that inclusive kind of like we're going to grab everyone Right. I
1: was not aware of that. Those integrations uh-huh. cut down on your characters.
2: Okay. Yeah, I found it out. I found it out about a year and a half ago. I was, someone put an ad out about something and I was like, hang on a minute. Those aren't the character limits for these job boards. And I went back to each of the contacts I have at these various job boards and went, what's your limits? They were like this. And I was like, why are they saying this? And they were like, because there's an integration in play. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is where it starts getting really dirty is some of the technology companies then start trimming your Boolean strings on your behalf. So you'll put a string in. They then trim it to fit the platform based on the new character restrictions that they've got. But the problem again with this is when someone else is trimming and manipulating your string you might end up with an output that you're like, well, I don't really understand what happened. But because you can't see what's happened in the back end, you can't actually be in control of how you manipulate that to then move your search forward. So you kind of end up getting paralyzed by your own technology that you've purchased. And again, wow. Okay. Not what you're this doing. is a total education,
1: Gabby. I Thank know, you. it's fun, right? <laughs>
2: Now, again, thinking about this from a business owner's point of view,
1: if I was going to invest in this, I would have a couple of concerns about security and about, you know, bluntly my employees leaving and taking some of this knowledge and understanding that I've paid for away with them. So talk to us about how Tooled Up Raccoons protects me from that.
2: Got you. So what's really, really interesting is when you normally look at technology, you're like, they're going to take it with me. But let's kind of reverse it to to how your world works today. I'm pretty sure that most people out there, if I said to you, where are your boolean strings hidden? They're going to say a couple of things. They're going to say, we don't save them. We rewrite them from scratch every time, which gives me nightmares in its own right, because it's just such a waste of time. Second of all, they'll go, oh, that's in a spreadsheet over there. They can go nick it. They can lift it. They can run out with it. Mm. But what's really, really dangerous is if it's not being stored anywhere, it means it's in my head. If it's in my head, if you sack me or I leave, that's going straight out the front door. If, however, you have gone, look, this is the status quo your boolean strings must be put in here. And interestingly enough, you can motivate that movement because if you think about it by a monthly or quarterly review that you do with your employees, if they're not hitting target, you can come into the Raccoon's platform and go, you've not done your training and you haven't got any of your strings in here, which means you're not levelling yourself up. So it's quite interesting from that perspective as a side note. But within Tooled Up Raccoons, if all of their strings are in the platform, if they hand their notice in, you just go, thank you very much your strings are here. But what's interesting is we've gone one step further. If someone leads, you can actually hit a transfer button. Don't have to call me. It's actually in the text app. You hit transfer. In seconds, that that's those strings underneath that person are even given to someone in the team, anyone in the team, You just pick them and hit transfer and it's done. Or if you're kind of doing a one bum in, one bum out dance, what you do is just pick Transferred to new user, first name, last name, email address, done. Everything's done. They're kicked out of it. They can't access it. And all the intellectual property of your search is retained. But what's really, really important, not only has it kept that intellectual property of those searches, but the one thing I think recruitment businesses often forget is the continuity. So recruiters don't live forever in a business. They tend to up and run and do whatever they want, right? It's just one of those really fluid businesses. But what happens from a client experience perspective is if a recruiter leaves, you've, you've then got to train up someone else onto their desks. You've got to bring them up to speed on those roles. Then they got to start building their strings again and blah, 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 blah. And here we go. And the client's sitting in the middle going, can you just crack on? You've been working on this for like a week, two weeks already. And you're like, yeah, I changed staff. With the transfer of knowledge from it all in one place, the client won't fill anything. Mm. Because all that's happened is you've gone, right, instead of having Bob, you've now got Gabby. Gabby, here are the strings. Let's go. And again, if businesses set about tall up raccoons being kind of, this is mandated. This is how you fold a system. This is how your strings are structured. This is where you are storing them. This is where you're enriching them. That whole continuity and that safety and security for your business is huge. Yeah. and I promise you, most It's a very real issue,
1: and like, we, we'll be addressing it in future podcasts as well. Because you know, it is a people business, and that is by definition leaves you vulnerable. Um, so this is this is clearly an investment where you can retain your, yes. the learning, the the organisational level learning. Absolutely. Um, Are you able to talk us through any specific examples of of business success for some of your licensees here? You know, if you can give us some context, names, uh, industries, sectors, I think that people would find that helpful.
2: Wow, we've got them. What's really funny is when you talk about that, it's kind of like, we've got them all over the shop. So we've got companies like Avira, who specialize kind of in your engineering, your mobile robotics, like that kind of space of things. Then we've got companies that are spanning all the way over to your hospitality we had who did the other day I've got a company on that actually really really weird called talent groups that actually were recruiting for a lizard groomer I mean lizard <laughs> groomer yes okay. That's it me. was re- when he said it to me I was like are you taking the mick like and he was like I'm deadly serious I'm like fine whatever makes you happy But we've got what's really interesting is the client base we've got, they're all over the world. So we've got clients in Asia, we've got guys in Australia, we've got guys in the US. We have got so much diversity in the specializations they're in, but we've also got uniqueness in the the size of the teams. So we've got solopreneurs who just want to be really, really efficient, who just are like, I am so time scarce, I need to step it up and fight. And then you've got the other extreme where you've got the bigger teams. So like we've got, I think our biggest client at the minute has got 26 recruiters on the platform and they're a whole different mindset. So I've got in-house teams, I've got agencies, but they all are driving towards the same end goal. And it's that optimum efficiency and that reward and gain. But that's the joys of how the tech has been evolved. But it's so versatile. Like the fundamentals of what we do is this, but what each of those functions add to your process varies depending on what you're doing, where your specialization is. Does that kind of help? Yes, I think it, it certainly shows the breadth of application. In terms of return
1: on investment, obviously all, all investment in technology, we need to look at, well, you know, what have we seen people make yeah. back? on that investment yeah um are you able to give us any specific examples of that
2: well I can't mention company names because obviously there's some privacy around it but we've got clients honestly I had a client message me the other day and Gabs I've just tripled my revenue in a year of having you and they're not joking I have got recruiters who individual recruits in the team are now billing I, I think one of them has just turned up one mil Personal billings in a year, and another guy is just like, Do you know, what? I've actually just scaled up to two. Like they are absolutely monstrous numbers. When you see people going, oh, "I'm going to teach how to be six figures," it's like these kids are like, "I just did this," and I have honestly, I constantly have people being like, "I've just hit my best quarter yet. I've just gone from billing kind of like 10k a quarter, and now I'm billing 100k a quarter." And they just kind, of, they can't fathom. People are like, "Well, it's just Boolean. It's like it, The principles, yes. But the benefit is unreal. And if you ripple that then through, it's not necessarily ROI, just ROI in terms of your billings. But also, if you think about it from ROI from the platforms they're hunting on, because I don't know how many of the people listening to this probably sit there and go, LinkedIn recruiters is really expensive. Total jobs is really expensive. This job board is really expensive. But actually, when, when you're talking to the teams and the clients that work with us. The ROI they're getting in terms of return on investment from each of those platforms finds them no longer turning around going, Oh, that's expensive. They're like, No, I now know that is the tech stack I need because I get the right candidates. Where before they were right. like, I Don't know, if there's a problem with it. So that's yeah. where I just regarded on. it as a sort of sunk
1: cost in some cases. Yeah. And that's, okay. but you
2: should never feel like that. And I think that's the most important thing when you actually are truly sourcing correctly through your CRM, ATS, job boards, wherever the hell you want to go, you should never feel like that, that platform is a like cost burden. But often they're like, oh, I don't want to let go of it because I'm not really sure. Like you can feel it. And you're like, no, you should be able to sit there and go, my team are exceptional sources. They are fully leveraging the technology stack to its absolute boundaries. And then you should be able to say, I'm getting candidates from it or I'm not getting candidates from it. But there should never be a gray area in that conversation because it is very absolute. You're either finding candidates or you're not. But where companies pause and go, I don't know if I should still be investing in this is because they're not certain their team are really delving into those numbers as effectively as they should. But with raccoons, the training, the tech, the support, they can all turn around and go, I oh, know we've got it. And that's it. Interesting. Now,
1: I know there will be a lot of business owners who would like to explore with you directly, Gabby. Um, And um, Tool Duck Raccoons has has kindly given us a special referral code for recruitment leadership podcast listeners and viewers. And it is, are you ready, guys? It is Raccoon5RL. That's capital R, lowercase a, double c, double o, n, number five capital R, capital L. Can you quote that please when you get in touch with Gabby? Gabby, how should people reach you, please?
2: So you can find me on email and I will share it and maybe we can put it at the bottom of the podcast because it's quite a long email because it's tooled up raccoons. Um, or you can come and find me on LinkedIn, right? I'm, I live on LinkedIn. So you can drop me a message on there or drop me an email. And I also have my personal number on there as well on LinkedIn. It's kind of dangerous, but it works. Um, <laughs> just give me a call. Okay, excellent. So, this has been the Recruitment Leadership
1: Podcast. Um, Gabby Preston Fipers, thank you so much for joining us. Feel really energized by what you've told us today and your exciting new product, Tooled Up Raccoons. Um, I'm Alison Humphreys, and if you'd like to talk to me about um, building your business sustainably profitably um, in the future, then please get in contact alison at recruitmentleadership.co. Thank you very much, Gabby.
2: Thank you, Alison.
1: Take care.
0: You've been listening to the Recruitment Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe, review and share so that others can find the podcast too. We really appreciate your support. If you have any questions about the topics covered or wish to find out more about Recruitment Leadership please email alison at recruitmentleadership.co.uk, referencing the podcast. We're also on LinkedIn, where you can follow Recruitment Leadership and connect with Alison Humphreys. Thank you for listening, and we hope you join us next time for another episode of the Recruitment Leadership Podcast.